This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. This episode of Walkout Boys is brought to you by flicks.co.nz. It's F-L-I-C-K-S. Warning, the following contains spoilers for the first half of Ice Age Collision Course. Uh, It contains no spoilers for the second half. We haven't seen it. Because we are... That's right, we are walkout boys, and we just walked out of Ice Age colon collision course. We sure did. Uh, my name's Nick Sampson. I'm Joseph Moore, and every week we walk out of a movie. And this one we walked out of the fifth, the fifth movie in the Ice Age canon. Yeah, so what we're going to try and do is talk about the first half, and then, and then try and make up what, what we think happens in the second half. Oh, I'm very, I'm very hungover, and, yeah. and how are you feeling, Joseph? No, oh, not good. Okay, <laughs> but it's good. No, it was nice to go to the movies in the daytime. We went at twelve p.m. Uh, to see Ice Age Collision Course in a mall. Lots of kids were there, and kids love a wee chat during the film. Yeah, I I'd, I'd not experienced this level of chat. Like we're a good minute into the film, and I'm like, all right, guys, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to watch. I'm like, Scrat is giving it his all up there on the screen and you guys aren't even paying attention. Yeah, there's some beautiful physical comedy happening from this little uh, olden olden days squirrel. The Charlie Chaplin of our time. Scrat. And you're, and you're yelling rat. things out. The children were yelling out, this part's gonna be funny. And I was like, well, maybe watch it then. If yeah. you're so sure. Fortune telling <laughs> child viewer. So, uh, Ice Age. I haven't... S- oh, God. Ice Age... Is a movie about mammals uh, dealing with the Ice Age. Yes. And this is the fifth one. Yeah. And they've, they've gone through all the, the previous Ice Age films. Uh, there was the first one where they find a baby. Classic plot. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So this was my, my question. Isn't it the, at the end of Ice Age, don't they give the baby, the human baby, to a bunch of humans? Yes. So... Are there still humans in this world, or have they all been murdered by the various like cataclysmic? I think they events? must have been murdered because when they go to a bar, the bar is run by <laughs> it's not run by humans; it's run no. by squirrels and like um, sloths who are all squeezing, like making kind of cocktails out of water and lava and coconuts. So they the go to a bar. Ice age. <laughs> so the first ice age was just the ice age. Yes, the second ice age. I haven't there seen was, the second Ice Age. Uh, I think some there was some water. Okay. Uh, and there's some crocodiles. I remember that. Third the, Ice Age. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And they find out dinosaurs have been living underground the whole time. And then the fourth one. Pirates. Okay, what? What? <laughs> um, all the uh, ice breaks off into mm-hmm. ship-sized uh, icebergs with sails and things. And they f- sail the seven seas on a piece of ice <laughs> okay and which brings us to this one the fifth one and it's just it's very hard like I, we're jumping in deep into the franchise there are a lot of characters that i i haven't met before because <laughs> of my memory of ice ages there's three people this is a mammoth <laughs> no there's like 13 now <laughs> no, there's like a whole raft of characters each more insanely kooky than the last one okay let's let's let's, let's break down the plot the film opens uh with uh the squirrel he makes all the planets. Yeah, the squirrel goes into space and shoots the planets like a like pool cue, like pool balls. Wait, wait. Also, they go to space in this one. 
Oh, uh, yeah. There's, there's an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to explain. So, <laughs> there's so much to explain. The squirrel finds an old spaceship that's been left behind on Earth for millions of years before. And he... Uh, flies into space and he invents Jupiter and he puts the ring around Saturn. He makes space and accidentally sets an asteroid on a collision course with Earth. Me- Meanwhile, our old friends, the mammals, are hanging out and they're all going through midlife crises. <laughs> so Raymundo is so a, dark. is a mammoth who's losing his daughter because she's an adult daughter now. These are the problems they're presenting to children. They're like, "Hey, kids, want to think about what it would be like to have an adult child?" <laughs> You know, we yeah. not even the children characters are relatable to you anymore. <laughs> and for the parents, it's just like a very bleak remind, like mirror held up to the like sad relationships. Very quick, yeah. At the very start, that all the three our three heroes are at a bar, all at a bar, <laughs> at like a it's like a Hawaiian bar, which is weird because it's still meant to be in the Ice Age, um, and they're they're all drinking like coconuts or whatever, and then they all just going women. <laughs> Yeah, so immediately this is the tone set for the film that these are just three unhappy men. And they are shit men. Like, Ray Romano's forgotten his anniversary. Yeah, and, He's um, a real piece of shit, this guy. And Sid, the sloth, uh, the comical sloth with the lisp, he um, can't hold down a relationship because he's too clingy. <laughs> That's literally the, the opening scene is him getting dumped um, by this uh, kind of uh, uptown New Yorker sloth who's like, Listen, you can't please me. You're too clingy. And then she says to him, you look nothing like your profile picture. It's a fun, <laughs> and a fun Tinder joke for the kids. I thought there was going to be more Tinder jokes, but you know, they no, managed just to one. restrain them. Maybe there's some more on the second they half. They just very subtly imply there is an Ice Age version of Tinder, but they don't, they don't give... Sometimes they give us the funny ways they do it, but in this they don't even bother. They're just like, your profile picture. And it's like, on what? <laughs> What did you see his profile picture on? I wanted that joke explained. I wanted them to, you know, to show him kind of like uh, carving a picture of himself into a rock. Yeah. And, and then, then like rolling like that rock down a hill. And then she swipes it left or right. But then some other, because it's, you know, it's all that Flintstones technology. So yeah. like some old kind of weasel would have to like drag the rock back up to her to show if he's, there should have been a big long comic set piece where they show us how Ice Age Tinder works. But no. Yeah. But it, what it definitely seemed like is that they put that line in after they had finished the movie. <laughs> no, well, that would have been good. Fine. Where were you with all your ideas while we were coming up with the storyboards? <laughs> I just wanted to read the list of um, the cast for this movie because it is a bloody stellar cast. All right. Um, Stephanie Beatrice, Beatrice, who plays uh, Diaz on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson playing Neil DeBuck Weasel. <laughs> Adam Devine, Jesse Tyler Ferguson as Shangri Lama, Max Greenfield. We didn't even get to meet Shangri Lama. We walked out before Shangri Lama. Jesse J. <laughs> Queen Latifah obviously plays Ray Romano's uh, wife. It's very kind of uh, patient wife. Yeah, who uh, she deserves better than he's a real sack of shit. <laughs> this, this mammoth is a real piece of work. He is lazy, cowardly. Like, mean-spirited, just, like, overbearing and protective, and, like, just forget, completely blanks on his wife's anniversary. And he's quite a bully as well. He's a real fucking bully. Because his um, adult daughter is engaged, obviously. <laughs> a, real, a real problem facing the Ice Age mammals is when your grown-up daughter 
and she's fallen for a man who's not all that, you know. Uh, he's a mammoth. A mammoth. Well, he's a mammoth, yes. And he's but he's goofy, you know. He's Adam and, Devine's bro mammoth. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, he's kind of a fuck boy. <laughs> he's a fuck boy. So, um, so Ray Romano's adult daughter is dating a fuck boy, and you know this is something all kids uh, can relate to, and really want to see a movie about where they go and watch funny mammoths. And um, but but still, he his daughter loves him, and it's very clear. And he's not. He's not accepting of this, and he's yeah. He bullies him behind the uh, fuckboy's back. He's often uh, mimicking his walk. Yeah, there's kind of a lengthy scene where he um complains that like he's not manly enough to be his uh, daughter's partner. And uh, meanwhile, Diego is going through a real crisis where they want kids. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like an IVF subplot with, <laughs> with the same tooth tiger. <laughs> Him but and his wife, the, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. But she wants a girl and he wants a boy. <laughs> and you kind of get the like feeling that he would kill a baby girl. If it, like, well, he's, he's, the way he says... He's clearly very misogynist. He, same uh, with Tiger. He's he, awful. He had the most venom in his voice when he said women in the bar scene, <laughs> which starts this film. <laughs> then you've got John Leguizamo, obviously. Jennifer Lopez. Nick Offerman? Yes, Nick Offerman, of course, uh, plays in this film a... F- a fictional flying uh, chicken T-Rex <laughs> hybrid, which uh, has uh, evolved uh, in a secret, isolated, kind of quarantined dinosaur land that lives under the ice, underground. W- was this maybe the Ice Age people trying to, like, get the get in there that, you know, that they've discovered that dinosaurs had feathers and they really wanted to right. just retro- retroactively... Yeah. Go, we knew, yeah. yeah, the new science is out. Yeah. And we're we are board- nothing if not beholden to science. Look, we have a character called Neil <laughs> Neil De Buck Weasel. <laughs> of course, we're science heads. The, the whole the point of the movie is that an asteroid has been pulled to Earth by a magnet <laughs> through space. Oh, yeah, we'll get to this. <laughs> I mean, the asteroid thing is is, is very confusing. The, but the important stuff is that they are all deeply unhappy in their personal <laughs> relationships, yeah, and, and would and- probably welcome the embrace of death at this point. Um, when the asteroids come down, they get very close to the di- to the mammals who are running away. Yes. And I wondered if the animators wanted to leave in the possibility that one gets hit. <laughs> like, they wanted to make us really, like, we feared a lot in the scene where the uh, asteroids were coming down. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have put it past the they makers of this movie to have, like, Manny's daughter die. <laughs> and then the rest of the film is about like, he's like, the, the very relatable thing of losing a child. <laughs> he's like, and then like Sid's like, hey, come on, Manny, cheer up. You gotta, I didn't you know I could like, feel hey, so sad. You never, you never buried a fucking child, okay? <laughs> and he's like, at the going to the bar a lot. <laughs> no mammoth should bury his cubs. Um, okay, we, I think we need to speculate more about the second half of this film. Uh, what, what's important that we know uh, before we go into our break and go into the second half? Okay, so uh, so the they're heading to try and stop the, the asteroid... Yeah, they uh, figured out a way to redirect the magnetic uh, All they have field. to do is fire some rocks into space, which should be a, a, a perfectly achievable feat for a bunch of mammoths. Um, and uh, a weasel from, I think, from the third movie, Simon Pegg's insane weasel character. He's like a kind of Indiana Jones type. Yeah. Who sings, but uh, more inept. Who sings... More uh, comically inept. Figaro. Yeah. Figaro. Yeah, he's got a big, comical, a big comic song number um, set to the the hit opera song Figaro because <laughs> they couldn't be bothered writing a song or paying any musicians to be part of it. And he's he's the one who's kind of leading them to the asteroid place. 
And uh, when we left them, they, were, they went through an electromagnetic storm. Uh, we, and, and they learned to harness the power of magnetic electricity. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and, and then we left. <laughs> <laughs> what was our day been? I don't know. So tired. <laughs> We're going to take a break and have, just have a nap. And then uh, come over to get after this episode where we will try and figure out what happened in the rest of this needlessly convoluted film. Walkout Boys is brought to you by Flix.co.nz, uh, the best movie website I know of. Um, it's a great place to go and uh, check out movie times, reviews, uh, tidbits, articles, podcasts, podcasts. What one? There's one. Our one. Our one. Uh, hey, maybe they'll have more. Who knows what their dastardly plans are to take over the internet? <laughs> and they are dastardly. There is. We went to the nothing but evil behind. The- it was deeply underground. <laughs> we had to go down a. a a kind of many f- floors in an elevator. We had to um do. We each had to put our hands into hand molds. Yeah. We, and then we went inside. There was like a sort of British-looking man trussed up over a pit of like angry eels. Um, yeah. But he they told us not to worry about that. Um. So we didn't. A lot of uh, there was a clock. Lots of clocks on the wall <laughs> to show you what time it is in different countries. So they're they're really international. Which I assume is just because they want to branch out and you know give movie times. <laughs> To the rest to the of the world. <laughs> Flix.co.nz. You are back with the Walkout Boys. The Walkout Boys, the Walkout Boys. And we are, we're, we're, we're here. We're here all night talking about uh, Ice Age Collision, Collision Course. Course. And uh, we walked out halfway through the movie. So we're, now we're going to try and f- figure out what happens in the second half of the movie. An asteroid is heading towards Earth. The only people that know the secret of the mag- the magnetic uh, properties of the asteroids and know how to harness that magnetic stuff is f- are three angry men, all uh, in a kind of deep, deep uh, kind of. Now, by men, ma- you mean mammals. Men, but they're you men. mean ma- mammals. Allegories for men. Okay. <laughs> you got the diff- the three different archetypes of male archetypes. Yes. The mammoth, the sort of you know like the. Uh, brooding, uh, sort of like the Marlboro Man type. Yes, absolutely. You've got uh, Diego, the classic sort of the the, the saber tooth tiger is like a real um, alpha male, aggressive, but kind of sarcastic. Yeah, a real Bill Hicks. <laughs> and then um, you know the sloth, the sloth type of man um, is sort of a millennial. Yeah, always, <laughs> always looking down. Always, uh, well, never looking like his profile picture. <laughs> So these three, these three broken men uh, are dragging their miserable families towards certain doom, um, which you know might not be a great like parenting move. No, and they're constantly falling over. Yeah, because otherwise it, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, and because I think the writers of this film forgot to uh, put in jokes, and then we're doing the animation, and we're like, woof. <laughs> This is sad. This is a sad film. So there's this, uh, in the second half, I'm imagining that there's a, a quite like a somber scene where they're all sort of sitting around a campfire um, talking about what they thought, you know, how they haven't grown into the men that they thought they would be. Yeah. Like they're talking about like their dreams that they've, and so the, the, sort of, like Ray Romano's like, well, I wanted to, I always thought that I would be a, you know, a, 
well, major sports player. Because well, there, there's an earlier scene where he um he is plays playing, uh, playing ice hockey. Yeah, a version of ice hockey where they use a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he busted his he busted his leg and, uh, at college. Yeah, and there's a flashback to what college is <laughs> <laughs> in the ice age. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, every everyone's slipping over around and just like professors. And, and what are like the kind of the major subjects there are like uh, coconut. He's like, uh, you got, I got a PhD in coconut. And it's like Robert De Niro. Is there. <laughs> yeah. And you see him, you see him out in the ice. It's his big game. Um, and he just, he takes a tumble. And, and it's the commentators and they've got the real ESPN commentators. Playing, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, but um, they're playing like turtle, <laughs> like a turtle and uh, like, a sort of pelican. Yeah. And they're like, John Madden's like, hi, I'm John Turtle Madden. And you're like, John Turtle Madden. You just added the word turtle to the middle of your name. Come on. You're on ESPM for mammal. <laughs> so what? Entertainment sports, <laughs> something mammal. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't even think it through. <laughs> he even says that entertainment sports, something mammal. <laughs> P mammal. Um, and, 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 right, and Man, Manny the Mammoth, you know, he busts his leg and... And, and, and then, you yeah, know, bone, you bone come out. <laughs> bone breaks through. Yeah. And it's like, really, they show it. They just really show it. And he's like, God, Christ. And you're like, wow, they really just... They really want to sh- how the audience want to feel the pain. Just like they felt the pain of his marriage in earlier scenes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Diego, we see that he was... What was, what was Diego doing? Oh, he, he, was looking, he wants to have kids. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about are we talking about Diego Beckham? Diego's flash. Diego. <laughs> so here's a flashback as well. Yeah. To um, uh, uh, he's lost a child before. Oh God. Cut death. Fuck. <laughs> 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 but we need to know why these why these mammals are so broken. And you know, it's like they don't they don't go so far as to show the cut death. Like they um they just it like kind of cuts to him. Just uh, there's a scene of him just sitting in a ice hospital. And uh, you see like a really like wide shot as the saber tooth tiger doctor comes out and says something to him, and he um he hangs his hangs his head yeah hangs his head, and it just it just holds on that for a moment. You're like Christ, this is dark. Luckily, Sid the Sloth's comic backstory is oh, coming it's up. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's him losing his virginity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh, fumbly and uh, kind of yeah, he's... but it's endearing, right? Well, yeah, it's it's very it's very funny. Like it's something he, we can all relate. All the it, he's he's, he's, in, he's in the bedroom, just being like, "I will love you." Should I slip something on? And then she's like, "Yeah, get a get a condom." And he gets a condom, which is like a um, you know, like, like a, a little leaf. rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rat. <laughs> and there's like a little keg with a rat. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then guess what? Uh oh, the girl's parents come home. So Sid's like. He has to. He climbs out the window and like is is hanging from the balcony, um, and then he like falls on. Parents come in Tim Allen, and uh, and you know Meryl Streep, (laughs) the two parents, and uh, yeah, they they give a stern talking to. Um, and and then he but then we see him in a park just sort of crying by himself. Um, so physical comedy initially, yeah. But then it gets darker as as this movie is wont to do, and it shows him going into um. Tinder and changing his profile because he doesn't want to be the goofball anymore. No, he's going to put up a different profile picture on Ice Age Tinder. He hates he hates himself. Yeah, he hates the way he looks. And the reason, yeah, and the reason he uses that profile picture isn't 
isn't for some vain kind of trickery. No. That's because he wishes he was someone else. Because, yeah. And that he says that in a voiceover, like, I just wish I were. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was someone what else. Um, so these three guys, they're... they're I think this is a good, like, that's a good half hour. Oh, yeah. Of the second half. It's yeah. just us learning. And then we cut back to space and we see Scrat. Who, uh, <laughs> who's uh, meanwhile yeah because of course these films I don't think we talked about in the first half are peppered with uh, comic set pieces involving this little squirrel get, uh, injuring himself yeah so to... it's time for one of these of yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um, and so he, he's up uh, in space with the nut um, and he's he's sort of ballroom dancing around the spaceship with the nut oh very um, funny. kissing the nut and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. but then uh, in the corner he sees another nut so this is but this is like quite like a Quite a sexy nut, um, and so he's suddenly enamoured with this new the nut. new nut. Yeah, he's he spent five movies trying to. No longer, he's he's got a new nut now. So he like sort of dances over, starts, and the nut seems to be really into him. It's not like getting away, um, and we see the other nut just kind of like missing him, Aww. getting jealous, um, and then we see uh, Scratch sort of goes into the bathroom to like comb his hair, put on some lipstick because it's. He's kind of like... Well, that's that's classic uh, scrat logic. Yeah. If he wants to press that, he's got to put on big juicy lips yeah. and to the nut. And I think that, that's... So there's more kind of physical comedy in there. Yeah. And meanwhile, the, the uh, old nut sort of rolls over to the new nut and pushes it out the dock into space and into the sun. <laughs> and, you, and you hear going... Yeah. Cut two. Nut trial. The <laughs> nut is on trial for murder. And scrat is the witness... <laughs> And Scrat's got to decide. He's, he loves this nut. He spent five long films <laughs> trying to get this nut. And he knows the nut did something wrong. We cut to a jury of nuts. <laughs> it's a silent, it's a silent <laughs> trial. Nut. Every, everyone is a nut still. except for Scrat. <laughs> and so Scrat is a... Uh, and we kind of we we can see it. It's all great animating because he doesn't talk, of course. Yeah. So just acting with his eyes. Yeah. We see him question, uh, "Do I lie to save this nut? Yeah. And if I lie to save the nut, will I be able to eat the nut? <laughs> <laughs> Which I really um, want to do. There's a sort. Of, he sort of does it like a quite. It's quite an, obviously quite a, an impression of uh, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big, a big, long, a few good men parody. Uh, and there's also a 12 angry... wearing little army hat, hats. <laughs> there's a 12 angry men parody in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, jury we, cut, we to cut to the jury. Of, <laughs> but they're all nuts. There's eight nuts, or 12 nuts, and they're silent. <laughs> the camera cuts between them as if they had lines, <laughs> but they don't move or say anything. Cut to the nut is released, and... Uh, it's sort of coming down. It's it's rolling down the court steps. Uh, it's Scrat arrives at a little like convertible made out of like a fucking. No, look in the in the Scrat universe, you can have uh, modern things. Okay, maybe okay. he had a toilet in this one. <laughs> um, so he gets in the the nut gets he puts the nut in the convertible, and they drive away. And 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 Scrat's like, by all logical accounts, he should be happy. He's won. He's won. For but the first what, time, he's got the nut. At what cost? And he's with the nut Because he sees the, the paper, Nut Daily, and it says, Nut Walks Free. And he sees, like, a family. The nut, the sexy nuts, like, family. Who lost their, their Posing their in front of the court. Um, and he realizes that, you know. What he did was wrong. He's, he's essentially um, 
destroyed himself. Back to Earth, <laughs> where the asteroid is, is about to strike. It's getting closer. Yeah. We've been 45 minutes away from the... But this film, you know, it doesn't have a structure like every, every other film. <laughs> um, so we're the, uh, sitting around a fireplace, Diego, Manny, and Sid... Have been, mm-hmm. They've been talking about their past and yep. what they would have changed now that they all know inevitable doom is coming their way. And they realize, you know what? We haven't lived our fullest lives and we haven't been our truest selves. Oh, God. We can't let this asteroid be the end. There's so much more we need to do. And we are, we are strong, true, powerful men. And what we're going to do is harness the magnetic field of that asteroid to send it off its course so we can start on a new collision course with adulthood. <laughs> so how are they going to do this? The, the asteroid's hurtling towards them. Uh, well, there's, there's, um, they realize there's something more powerful than magnet- magnetism. What is that? Fatherhood. Oh, so so- they, need to, they need to be the best fathers they can be. Nothing is more attractive than a good dad. Wait, that's right. Nothing is more attractive than a good dad. And they realize that a, uh, uh, an asteroid will be drawn to the best dad there is. Manny knows how he can save everybody. So he can sacrifice be a, himself. He can be, become a great dad. So the asteroid comes towards him and he gets as far away as possible. Oh my God. So he goes up to his daughter's uh, boyfriend, who she's her fiance, essentially. They're yeah. going to get married. And he finally gives him his blessing and says, I know that you're a good man. Uh, oh, I know that you're a good man. And, and that you're a good, you're a good mammoth and, and you've got a good heart and take care of my, my daughter. Um, it's a lot like Armageddon at this stage. <laughs> um, and he, uh, and then he, he goes to the daughter and, and he sort of, Gives us some advice, some fatherly advice. Um, he writes her a letter that he says, "Don't open this until um, until you're 30." And uh, and he kisses his wife, um, Queen Latifah, who said nothing this entire movie. No, she, they uh, run out of time with her. Yeah. They, they had her for like an hour. <laughs> she, all she says is, "I'm leaving now," which is clearly uh, what she was saying on the way out, out of the studio. Yeah, you uh, can hear a studio door slam after her <laughs> after her line. But hey, it works. It works on the moment. Um, everyone's invested. <laughs> and uh, with the help of Sid and Diego, um, Manny uh, is launched into space um, just through the wacky cartoon physics that... <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, um, well. Uh, the scientist Neil DeBuckweasel um, figures out... Uh, he, he witnesses all the crazy physics that's happening as everyone um, kind of gets flung around the place comically. And he realizes that they live in a world with different physics than, than, than other places, than real life places. And he realizes like uh, Michael Jordan does in the end of Space Jam, they all learn that they're in a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> They learn they're in a cartoon and that in doing so, they can fling uh, Manny deep into space. Deep into space. And the asteroid is pulled off course um, and, and heads towards him. Yes. Then suddenly you hear this. I could stay awake just to be. And you look over and it's um Stephen Tyler Animal. <laughs> it was an animal at the end. They have, and they've just made a nondescript animal. Yeah. They just made one up. They just like it's like got two eyes and fur, but it, it almost is just Stephen Tyler with fur. Um, oh, and Nick Offerman and the other uh, dinosaurs turn up and they die off screen. Yes. Uh, you sort of hear, you hear Nick Offerman say, oh no, 
watch out for that lava pit. And then they... They haven't animated any lava. Yeah, they, why they, the- they completely forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, then there's a like graphic comes up saying, insert lava here. And like <laughs> a note the editor's left to himself. And he's just like, <laughs> never got around to doing it. They're like, oh God. No one's... No, everyone's tuned in. They've got what they needed by this point. And so uh, we gather... The, the, the animals all gather um, as, a, as a sort of like memorial service for Manny. Um, they speak on his achievements, the stuff he did for piracy. Um, and then all the old characters from the early films um, start showing up like one by one and like, yeah. paying their respects. And it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And just and just as our, our, our young mammoths, um, Peaches, Manny's daughter, mm. and uh, J- Justin. <laughs> Justin. Uh, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin the mammoth uh, are heading off um, on their new life together. Trunk and trunk. Um, they are brutally murdered by a, the tribe of uh, cavemen that we saw in the first movie and they have conveniently forgotten about until now. Well, they have actually advanced quite a lot. Yeah. They have really come a long way. Because uh, this movie, you know, they're not really clear they, how much time they, has passed. Yeah, they're, they're not cavemen anymore. Guess what? They're medieval knights. <laughs> That's how much time has passed because who cares about um, history in these movies, which they don't. Oh my gosh, there are knights now and like they're... But like knights at their most ruthless period. Oh yeah. You know, like a lot of... Instant beheadings. Um, um, so they they murder the they murder the mammoth, drag their skins off. Um, we, but Diego and and Sid have seen this, and they and then they immediately say, "It's time for vengeance." And then it goes, "Coming soon, Ice Age medieval knights," but like knights with an N instead N. of a. <laughs> it's all and it's all said at night. This one, so they don't have to animate, have to animate less. <laughs> it's just all eyes in the dark. And the sound of swords clanging. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Wow. God, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I want to see just where they can take this. I want them to do 10 more movies. <laughs> I just want them to do... I, they really need to start hanging out more in the modern day. Just like like Wall Street. <laughs> These will become the oldest creatures that have ever walked the earth. <laughs> They've lived for they lived millennia. All, yeah. It'll start becoming like... They'll like do like World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> The Somme. <laughs> Ice Age, Passchendaele. Stalingrad. <laughs> it's cold out. Uh, so yeah, I hope that's what happened in the second half. What a dark, dark film. It just <laughs> How many people are just going in there, sitting there and going, oh, it's just like my marriage. <laughs> like, Oh boy! Well, that's 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 it for the workout boys this week. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please let us know. We love to know that people listen. Um, otherwise, it feels like a waste of time. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you have any suggestions for movies you would like us to watch half of, we are open to any suggestions. Please let us know on please Facebook, give us on Twitter, and yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Tim Talks To? Tim Talks To, interesting people inside his shed. Things like using feces to cure uh, IBS or other diseases. 
you know it's not legal for medical doctors in the U.S. to do that. It's not legal for them to perform the experiments, to try it on patients, even though, like, it, it, it seriously helped me. Ten.